Welcome to your Sunday Reader. Today we'll be discussing the readings for Pentecost Sunday, 2010. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. When the time for Pentecost was fulfilled, they were all in one place together. And suddenly there came from the sky a noise like a strong driving wind, and it filled the entire house in which they were. Then there appeared to them tongues as of fire, which parted and came to rest on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak in different tongues, as the Spirit enabled them to proclaim. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven staying in Jerusalem. At this sound they gathered in a large crowd, but they were confused, because each one heard them speaking in his own language. They were astounded and amazed, they asked. Are not all these people who are speaking Galileans? Then how does each of us hear them in his native language? We are Parthians, Medes, Elamites, inhabitants of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the districts of Libya near Cyrene, as well as travelers from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, yet we hear them speaking in our own tongues of the mighty acts of God, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lord, send out your Spirit and renew the face of the earth. Lord, send out your Spirit and renew the face of the earth. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, you are great indeed. How manifold are your works, O Lord! The earth is full of your creatures. Lord, send out your Spirit and renew the face of the earth. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord be glad in his works. Pleasing to him be my theme. I will be glad in the Lord. Lord, send out your Spirit and renew the face of the earth. If you take away their breath, they perish and return to their dust. When you send forth your Spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the earth. Lord, send out your Spirit and renew the face of the earth. A reading from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different forms of service, but the same Lord. There are different workings, but the same God who produces all of them in everyone. To each individual, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for some benefit. As a body is one, though it has many parts, and all the parts of the body, though many are one body, so also Christ. For in one Spirit, we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free persons, and we were all given to drink of one Spirit. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you always. Whoever loves me will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our dwelling with him. Those who do not love me do not keep my words. Yet the word you hear is not mine, but that of the Father who sent me. I have told you this while I am with you. 
The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I told you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Hello and welcome to your Sunday Reader. I'm Father Brian and I'm here today with Dawn. Hello, everyone. And of course, we're here to discuss these readings. But Dawn, I got several comments last week about our podcast, more than I've ever gotten before in any podcast. And they all had to do... It wasn't about your stellar insight to things, It was Father not. It was, it was all, all of these <laughs> things were geared toward my comment about whether Cialis was right for me. And I will say this. Let me just, as a disclaimer, <laughs> I had no idea what Cialis was used for until several of these comments came through on the podcast, or about the podcast. I got several emails and people saying, you had me cracking up when you asked that question. So anyways, that's my little disclaimer for... Um, so we're going to stay in safe territory I, today? I'm hoping so. I am hoping so. So, Oh, dear. You can never win. You, you can't. Guess not. But anyway, <laughs> so at least I know that we have listeners. You know, so often I, we ask for feedback about you know, the podcast or different things on the podcast. We never get any done, but... This one got us a, a number of feedbacks. Well, I guess we know how to uh, reach our listeners that's or right. where their about... brain is or where that's their right. mind that's... is. That's right. <laughs> they're just keeping track of what their priests are doing. It's I like, guess so. Want to make sure we're taking the right meds, I guess. Oh, boy. Anyway, but Don, speaking of that, we have actually had some other feedback about the podcast. And one of the things that some people have asked is trying something where – we put the gospel first and then do our discussion and then the other readings. So we're going to give that a shot. And we'll start that with ordinary times. We'll, won't start, it won't happen in this episode. Uh, obviously, people who are listening to this are realizing this is coming at the end of the podcast. But um, it will come at with ordinary times. So we'll when we go back to ordinary time next week, we'll try it that way. We'll try it with the gospel will be the first thing. Then our wonderful discussion, and then the other readings. And, Sounds um, like a plan. And we'll see what that does. Great. Anyway, but this week we're going to talk about Pentecost coming up. And that's not really in the gospel so much as it is from that first reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Mm-hmm. So I thought, um, you know, maybe we'll talk about that and see if that brought up any thoughts or anything. Um, I don't know if you had any thoughts about Pentecost in general or anything in the gospel or any of these things that you wanted to start us with, Don. Well, just thinking about Pentecost, I think about how, you know, it refers to a lot to the Holy Spirit and how in our everyday coming to church and our faith experience, a lot of times we tend to um, not pay attention maybe to that side of the Trinity so much just because it's, I mean, you can relate to God, the father and Jesus, the son, but the Holy spirit, you know, that's uh what exactly does that mean? And where does it come in? And so for that reason, I love for among many reasons, but I love Pentecost because it reminds me, you know, Oh yeah, we've got that other one, that advocate that's around all the time. And so mm-hmm. I like that reminder. Mm-hmm. And it is, and it's important to remember, and you pointed out the title that's used, and it's also used in the gospel today, that title of advocate. Mm-hmm. There's, um, that's something really important for us to remember, that the Holy Spirit is our advocate. And that title stands in stark contrast against the title of the accuser, uh-huh. who is the, the devil. 
Um, and it's something I'm constantly reminding people. A lot of times, um, you know, people will come and um, either, you know, they're scrupulous or something like that, but they've, they've got all these things, um, you know, where they feel bogged down by their sin, by the burdens of the world, by anything, you know, whenever they come to me for things. And I always like to remind them that, you know, we have an advocate and that God is our advocate, not the accuser. The devil's the accuser. You know, he's the one known as the accuser, but Holy Spirit is the advocate. And so we do have an advocate and that's the good news really, mm -hmm. um, is that, you know, we have someone who, even though we are sinners, even though we've done things that are wrong and all of us fit in that category, we have an advocate on our side. What's also interesting is elsewhere in the scriptures, um, when Jesus talks about how he didn't come to judge the world, but he's sending the spirit, he also talks about the spirit will judge. And I said, when you think about this, this means that we have an advocate who is also the judge. So it's, it's, it's kind of like when you go to court, it'd be like having your defense attorney also <laughs> uh -huh. be the judge in the case, too. Um, so it really works out kind of well for yeah, us. Yeah, I never thought about of, it in that way. In terms of there being good news for us. I mean, it doesn't give us, of course, license to do whatever right. we want. I mean, that's, that's taking that to an extreme. But the point is that we can be forgiven of our sins. And a lot of times I see so many people who feel so burdened by the world and they feel like they can't be forgiven of their sins. But here we're told, you know, we have an advocate. Jesus has sent the advocate. Jesus, who is on our side, who took on our humanity to begin with, has not only done that, but then he's also sending an advocate for us, too. Um, and this advocate is one who will continue to teach us, so that's an important thing, but also to continue to advocate for us and to remind us of all that he told us. For me, this is also a great thing, too, because... Um, the advocate, of course, we know lives in the church. And it's why the church is so important for us in terms of that he'll teach us all things and remind us of all that he told us. Uh, this, this in terms of being the advocate will teach us all things and remind us of all that Christ told us. And I think that's important for us to remember, too, because a lot of times what can happen is it can be hard for us to determine is that the Holy Spirit speaking or is that me rationalizing mm -hmm, right. something? Mm -hmm. And we, we've all gone through that or where we sit in these dilemmas and we're caught and we're saying, you know, which is the voice of God? And sometimes it can be even between two good things. You know, do I take this new job or do I take this other opportunity? Or, um, you know, what do I do with my life? Is God calling me to be married? Is he calling me to be a priest? Is he calling me to, you know, be a sister? Is he calling me to be a single lay person? You know, all these different things. Um, and one of them isn't bad and one's good. So it's not like we're sitting here facing a decision between right and wrong here. Mm -hmm. But we're facing a decision between what is the good that God is calling us to. And that can be a hard thing for our, us to discern on our own a lot of times because we have our own biases and sometimes our own sin that kind of filters right. into things. You know, like, gee, should I um, give money to the poor or I really need a new car? My car is breaking down. And that Mercedes is looking pretty nice. Um, you know, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of things there where we can start to rationalize, um, you know, things that might not be of the Holy Spirit. And that's where the role of the, the church comes in to help us understand what is and is not the uh, role of the, or what is is not the calling of the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit is leading us. Um, we can say, is it in, is what we're thinking about consistent with the tradition of the church? But not only that, are there people in the church who are affirming this decision right. of me? So like for me in priesthood, 
you know, the call to priesthood is something that's, it's not something I decided, you know, one day I want to do it. I'm going to be a priest and it's my will. And, you know, I have a right to this. It's something that, you know, I said, I'm feeling called to it, but then I needed to have that call affirmed by other people. Mm-hmm. And actually marriage is the same thing. So often it doesn't get treated that way, I think, which is sad, but marriage is supposed to be a witness for the whole church. So a couple who gets married is supposed to be a witness to the whole church of the love of God and the Trinity. And we should be supporting them in that as a church and calling them to witness to us as a community the love that God has for us. You know, I was thinking about how when you have a big decision to make, sometimes you might just go and talk to your pastor or a spiritual director, and I'm not trying to just count those. Those are very important things to do. But also, it's the community in general. So if you have... It's more than just one or two people. It's a community. And so I just encourage people we're baptized into community let's take advantage of that fact and and trust that the holy spirit speaks through other people and now john before the podcast we were talking a little bit too about one of the things that changes with christ of course is our understanding of how we follow these teachings of christ Mm -hmm. and how we follow um everything that he told us as uh, the holy spirit reminds us of the things that he told us but we do it with a different spirit, and you were kind of talking about that a little before the podcast. Do you want to mention some of that? Well, sure. I, well, you, when you think about how you, why you keep a law or a rule, like why I don't speed too much <laughs> is because <laughs> I don't want to get caught speeding, so maybe I'm out of fear of punishment. Or ticket, yes, <laughs> yes, right. $300 fine. Uh, my fear of the consequences, uh, I choose to do that. Or um, why I don't go steal something is because, you know, I shouldn't do that. You know, all of those things. That's in our secular society. That's why you keep rules. But when Jesus comes in, he, in today's gospel, he says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And so it changes from a fear base to a love base. And I think that is so revolutionary. And when you think about the decisions you have to make in your life, are you making your decisions out of fear or out of love for keeping the commandments or caring for other people? Or And, and so it's just it's really um, challenging to think about why you're making decisions, why you do certain things, and, and just the fact that how how grateful I am that Jesus came so that we could do this instead of living in fear all the time. And that really is an important part there, like you said, that it's it's not about fear. The other thing is sometimes our English phrasing in, in our modern society, the way that sounds initially is that line, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. It can almost sound like the child who says, you know, right. well, if you really love me, you'd buy me a brownie or you'd get me right. a cake or you'd let me have cake <laughs> instead of, you know, a nutritious dinner. And that's not what Jesus is saying here. What right. he's saying is the way to think about this is that the sign that you love me or the way that you show your love for me is by keeping the commandments that shows that you love me in doing these in keeping these commandments you're doing it out of love right. not um he's not do, doing this as something kind of to hold it against us or something like that you know well if you really loved me right you know, you're keep right, my yeah. commandments but he's saying you keep my commandments out of love and that's how you show your love for me is by doing these things. These things are acts of love. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's important because they're not acts of legalism, like you said. 
Um, and they're not acts of fear either, um, which, you know, a lot of times we do, let's face it, in our society act out of fear so often. And Jesus is calling us out of that mentality and into one where we act out of love. And I think we're coming towards the end of our podcast here. So hopefully people will experience the Holy Spirit, this Pentecost, and that it will lead them to act out of love, to be motivated by that love that they experience from the Holy Spirit and that love of Christ and to follow the commandments of Christ. And of course, hopefully it'll motivate them to listen to our podcast with its new format next week on your Sunday reading. Have a good week. God bless.